The Optional Podcast, hosted by Paul Tamayo and Cam Brewster. Video game commentary for the rest of us. Optional Podcast, episode number 185 for the week of November 25th, 2019. The Optional Podcast is a show all about the latest in video games and entertainment recorded each week from New York City and bounce around cables and satellites all around the world. That's all true. And right into your listening device of choice, as always, I'm Paul Tamayo and I'm here with my co-host, Cam Brewster. What up, what up, what up? What's good? Happy Thanksgiving week. Oh, happy Thanksgiving, y'all. Yeah. Also to our listeners. Uh, Yeah. I don't know if people celebrate or whatnot, um, but be with some fam. Yeah, get some food if you take, can. Take the good parts of this holiday Yeah, out of it. Take the day off. Yeah, definitely take the day off. It's, yeah. it's, you should have the day off, hopefully. It yeah. is a national holiday. Hopefully you do. A lot yeah. of people have to work, but, yeah. you know. Yeah, the fucking, you got plans? Uh, yeah, I'm just going to go home, yeah. um, see my family, then come back. Uh, yeah, I'm probably going to head out on Wednesday and then come back Friday type thing. Good luck in the traffics. Yeah, that's not going to be fun. Are you taking a train? No, I'm probably going to drive. drive. Yeah. Man. What about you, man? Uh, no, no plans. No plans? This is my favorite nice. thing ever. I, this is like the first year I didn't... Uh, my family's going to be out of town, so um, I get to stay home and just fucking nice. play video games, which I'm really excited about um, because one of the games I'm, I'm uh, going to play is actually... I'm playing the uh, prequel. Well, uh, is it a prequel? What? Shenmue 2. Shenmue 2? That's what I'm playing right now. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to go through it because that was one of the things. Remember, um, I was playing this like a year or so ago. Yeah, I remember. And yeah, when it dropped. Um, and then I lost all my... Uh, all your saves. Saves. And this was one of the ones I didn't lose. I was oh. able to recover. Yeah. Nice. Was, which was really dope because like it had all my save from the previous game, like all the choices I made and stuff. Oh, cool. So, um, I Wait, was like, so how did it, oh, because you played part one? Yeah, I played part one on my PS4. On PS4. Well. Got yeah. it, got it. Okay. Uh, I played that game over a hundred times. <laughs> That's wild. Uh, I love that game so much. Um, but Shimu 2, it was a struggle, like, because I had never played it on Xbox. I didn't have an original Xbox at the time. Uh, God, that's what it came out on. Uh, I remember our friend Stefan, uh, rest in peace, um, he had it and he was like going to let me like borrow his uh, Xbox like back in the day. Stand and I was like, ah, I don't think my mom would let me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even at that time, like, I, like you know, my mom's very strict with that stuff. So she was like, I was like, ah, there's no way I can sneak in an Xbox. Yeah, where'd you get this yeah, from? Yeah, where'd you get this from? Yeah. Return it! <laughs> Put it back! Um, yeah, so I never got a chance to actually play it. So when I picked it up last year, I was just like, damn, this shit is rough. Like, way, it just had a different aesthetic than the first one did. Mm. There's a lot brighter colors. Um, all these different backgrounds were just like kind of muddled into like, you know, uh, like all the patterns and stuff. Like there's a lot of brick, hmm. like Shanghai. It takes place in Hong Kong or whatever. And uh, it was just like a lot of stuff that just didn't mesh well. Like it didn't age well at all. Mm. Uh, so my, like my modern eyes couldn't focus in on the thing. Yeah. So um it was too modernized for <laughs> your modern eyes. <laughs> oh bars. Uh so when I like um when I got back around to it like last week, I was like, let me just try which one called because uh Shimu just came out last week as well. Or this week? Shimu three. Yeah. Yeah, Shimu three. So I was like, oh that surprised me. I didn't know it was coming out. So yeah. I was like, I definitely gonna play that game. Um it's been over almost two decades, right? Yeah, I think so. Since yeah, about two decades. Yeah, that that's what bugs me out about this one is like I've seen a little bit of it. Um, I tuned into like Heather's stream when she was playing mm-hmm. it. She's also a huge Shenmue fan, and um, it just it's it's so bizarre that it, it feels like a late '90s, early 2000s game, like intentionally. Oh yeah, like it's intentionally obtuse and like the acting is very stiff. So it's like I kind of 
I have, I mean, I have zero interest in Shenmue outside yeah. of like the fact of how important it was and like, you know, in, in, in the sense of like what it did to games and all that stuff. So I can appreciate it on that level, but like maybe I will just like watch a playthrough or something and just like, yeah, just get, it's, it's definitely one of those things for me that like I, I must play because it yeah. literally, it's like, there's only a few games and like uh, games, music, movies that like literally like benchmarks in your life that like changed who you are yeah, yeah and yeah. this was definitely one of them like i remember like i always talk about this like i saw it on the on a show and then like i got a dreamcast and then we found it at some like hole in the wall uh software place and like no one had really at that time like kids weren't really playing one not not too many people had dreamcast yeah in the year 2000 yeah, it's like shortly after. I mean, it came out the end of 99. 99, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember I got it like that Christmas, and so like no one had it. Um, and then Shenmue, definitely no one was, that was on anybody's radar. Right. So like the few people I came across that knew of it, like my friend Stefan, Manny, like we bonded off that immediately because it's yeah. like, oh, you had this thing that like changed your life. And it, it was like one of the first like real open world games that, yeah. you know, with like choices and like your gameplay was a little bit different than somebody else's game. Like I'd never really um, had a uh, game like that. So uh, definitely this is very important to me, but I've been playing it for the last week or so uh, last week. And then uh, I'm enjoying the shit out of it. Huh. It's real dumb. And it's very like the like you said it was very obtuse and like it's real silly about like because basically it's like a like a detective game where you're just trying to track down clues and then those clues will lead you to where you have to go and then in between those there's some story beats mm. like random story beats uh, that move the game along and uh, if you don't really know what you're doing. Um, I can see how this game is just like not appealing at all. Like it's very yeah. slow. The acting's really bad. <laughs> but it just brings me like the music and like the cutscenes are just so like I don't know, nostalgic for me that I, I just I'm wholly into it. Huh, I'm like yeah, um I'm like moving really fast through the game cuz I just kind of know how it works. Um but uh this game is is real dumb and I can't wait to beat it in uh play 3 because I want to like hate it or love it. Like I just want to be like done with this saga in my life. Like it, it'll feel important when I'm done with it. You know? I, I read something that he's like open to a Shenmue four, so you Jesus might Christ. you might just be in it for the long run, man. Let fucking reuse Rio's father. Just play like, Yakuza, rest man. In place. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, right? Um, but that is, it has that sac, uh, classic like Sega flair to it that I love. Like I love you know playing Lucky Hit. I love you know. Um, Go into the the quarter capsule toys and mm. collecting those. I like dumb shit yeah. that Shinmu does. I love that stuff. And picking up fucking items and like rotating it, like <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. like zooming in, zooming in on signs, and he'll be like, "Oh, where is the Wow Dao? Like, yeah, what, yeah. what does that mean?" <laughs> it's like, why are you commenting on that random sign? Like, right. I'm looking for the four Woodoo. <laughs> Like, what? What a weird ass. Yeah, it's such a weird game. game. I kind of love it. It's great, though. It's great, though. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. So, you've also been playing, still playing the Pokemon? Oh, absolutely. This is pretty much taking up all my time because it's a great travel game for me because mm. I take the train most of the time. Yeah. Uh, people not in New York may not feel me on this, but like, it's just a great way to go to work in the morning and come back at night. Like, it kind of makes me unwind before I have to unwind. Because usually what mm. I do is. I come home and then I play some games or watch a movie or something. But oh, I, see. I already kind of like unloaded all the stresses from the day on the train by playing Interesting. my Pokemon. And this game is good. Like um, like I said last week, I had only been like maybe two or three hours into it at that point. Now I'm 20 hours in, a little less than 20 hours. Oh, wow. So you're making progress. Uh, yeah, I'm making some progress, but not in the story. Like I've just been kind of fucking around in the uh, wild area, which is... Um, an area where you can encounter um, Pokemon in the wild, and they're just kind of like walking around, like full on, like mod 3D models, Mm-mm. and they like react to you, so they chase after you, or they like get enamored by you, and they just like curious about what you are. Some of them don't attack you, depending on their temperament. Um, Little bitches. <laughs> yeah, and you can just like um, you can catch Pokemon in this game specifically, Shield. Uh, I mean, Sword and Shield. You can catch Pokemon that you wouldn't be able to in other games so like you can catch a level 30 lucario right off the bat like yeah, you don't wild. have to like hatch him or anything like that hmm. or you know 
you can uh, catch a, a Gyarados like full on, just like fish him out. And it's, it's so bizarre and cool that you can just do that um, if you're like uh, leveled correctly. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, you said, and you said like one thing that one of the things that you told me before we started recording because you were showing us the game a little bit yeah. was that like it definitely pulls the curtain back onto some systems so yeah like not it's not as like mysterious and... it, it's definitely not as mysterious as the other games were because I, I feel like the games are like you know they're very simple on on a first you know glance but like um the people who are really into them know that there's all these like hidden stats and hidden systems that like in this game they just kind of stripped away and kind of just showed you the the bones of it like they're like um like for instance one of the things is that you can go to any like uh pokemart or uh, yeah pokemon center or whatever and you can change the moves that you've lost um from any pokemon usually in the other game like the traditional games um you have to find a guy who can do that for you um like in a random town or something like that mm. which is like really convenient because like you're like oh maybe I, I fucked up maybe i should keep you know um m- my the stat reducing move you know i shouldn't have just all physical moves yeah, yeah right yeah. now so like it, it lets you tweak your your play style like really well hmm. um which i think is really dope because like otherwise you just kind of get stuck and you're like well this pokemon's kind of useless now yeah yeah yeah. There it more, yeah, yeah. It, it has all fire moves now and i didn't hmm. really plan for you know i didn't plan well um and they also like um i forgot what i was saying before but basically like uh they just kind of like tell you, you know. Oh, something about um, being able to find Pokemon if you're if you have the badge. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If you have, um, in previous games, you couldn't um, tame Pokemon, like catch them and train them, um, if you weren't if you didn't have a certain badge or if mm. you weren't a certain level. So now they're like they literally just tell you like you can catch Pokemon up to level thirty. That's awesome. Now that you have these two badges. Which is fucking dope because yeah. otherwise you'd just be throwing pokeballs and wasting them, you know. Oh, I see. I see. Um, but now they're like, oh, you can catch them, and if you can't catch them, you can just fight them for XP, which mm. is like it saves you a ton of time, especially if you're not like me. I'm a very casual player. Like Same. I just want to fight them, get the points, and move on. Like I don't yeah. really need to catch everything. I like to see all the Pokemon, but I don't necessarily need to catch all of them. Like yeah, I'm, yeah. I don't play the game for that. Same. Um, but I, I love it. Like I, I think it's a really dope game. There are some things I don't like that are just stupid, and like, they kind of give you like. Um, so like in this game, you have a lot of um, wardrobe choices, um, and you can do like stuff where you you your character is um, in the main game. You can just like walk around in your whatever clothes you want and change your hairstyle. That's really cool. But when you go to a gym battle, um, you uh, have a jersey. That you you can pick your number and it'll have your name on the back, which is really dope. Um, and it's a very basic like white jersey. But in each um, in each gym, they have a, a vendor that sells different jerseys that you unlock throughout the um, game, and you can buy them for like eighteen thousand dollars or eighteen thousand currency or whatever it's called. And uh, and then when you buy them, you can't switch into them. It's like you just have to wear your regular jersey. What? It's real dumb. You like literally cannot like when you're battling in a a gym, you have to wear that regular plain ass jersey. That's if you want to wear that other one, you have to wear like just walking around. It's so stupid. It doesn't make that clear at all because That's there's super there's actually even like every time you go to a gym, there's actually a um you have to change your clothes. It's like, "Oh, go to the the um closet or whatever and change." It's like, "Well, why not just let me pick there mm-hmm. all the jerseys?" And even after every gym battle, each uh gym leader gives you their a replica of their jersey, like in a soccer game or something like mm-hmm. that, which is really dope, but it's like I can only wear it if I'm roaming around, like I can't see myself like in the battle in the main stage or like Oh, that's weird. It's so so bizarre because like they give you the they give it to you like, like yeah, and they even comment on the fact that you can you can uh you know change your clothes. It's like, well, why would you even give me the choice but not let me do it? Yeah, that's dumb. It's real. It's real frustrating because I was like, fuck, I just spent eighteen thousand dollars on oh, something geez. that I don't want to see myself in all the time. It's like I'd rather wear my you know my 
my outfit that I picked out. Right, right. So I, I'm, I'm fine with what I have on. Yeah. Um, another good thing about this game is the music is just fantastic, and uh, this game is just is just really good. If you're if you're curious about it, uh, maybe wait for a sale, because um, this is a pretty expensive uh, for a Pokemon game. But it's a full fledged game. I think it it runs really well and it plays really well, and it's it's just an easy kind of game to play and grind out like Word. it's a very easy rpg for me to get into because i don't really like rpgs to begin with but this has always been one that i don't mind right know? right that's cool man yeah yeah, yeah. I, the more you and natalie talk about it the more i'm convinced but i'm still holding out I and they know. do some funny shit with the story man like they do some really funny 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 stuff if, like, there, if there's a black friday deal who knows they'll, i think there will be well that's a, it's been selling pretty well so um, what about you? What have you been playing? Um, what have I been playing? So, I mean, I, kind of the usual suspects. Uh, I finished actually Death Stranding this week, um, oh. which I have so many thoughts about. Um, Give me wh- some. So, the, spoiler alert. Yeah, I guess light spoilers for the end. I, I won't go into details, but I will discuss the ending. If you don't want to hear that, maybe skip ahead. Yeah. I don't know, maybe a few minutes. Um, I will say uh, I loved like 85% of this game. Um, maybe like 80, 80% of this game. Um so a, a lot of what you do in the first, I would say, like 60 to 70% of the game sort of takes a backseat later on, and you don't do much of it, like once you reach a certain point in the game. Oh. And it kind of just becomes like Metal Gear Solid, where you're um, you're kind of sneaking to avoid enemies, and then you're fighting these giant bosses. There are literally parts sh- like stripped from like Metal Gear 4 that I'm like, oh, okay, we're doing this, uh, we're doing this kind of fight again. Yeah. Um, so some of it was also like very cheeky on the nose type stuff of like wink, wink, nod, nod of like, hey, this is like, this is a self-referential thing here. You know, here's a here's a moment that's kind of like this other thing. And, you know, here's what we're saying about this and that. And like, it kind of felt like a circle jerk at times where yeah. I'm just like, okay, um, you know, it's Kojima being Kojima. That's fine. Um, I just like, I don't know. There's a lot of like heavy-handed on the nose stuff that makes me that makes me think like a lot of people have said this by now. But you know, maybe I wish there were maybe more writers in the room, or maybe certain things had a couple more rewrites. But um, I don't know. It just becomes, in my opinion, it becomes a mess at the end, and a lot of it uh, I just didn't enjoy. Yeah. I, I just like didn't have fun with it, and I think that like I don't know whether that's intentional or not, but. Um, it definitely sucks the fun out of this thing that like I was having so much fun with. And, um, I still, I still would recommend it though. I think if you're very curious about it, I still think that like the main, you know, some of the main systems inside of the game are really fascinating. And that was the thing I was most excited about. And then it kind of just takes a left turn eventually. And you're just like, Oh, this is metal gear. Right. Um, so yeah, I would say the, the ending left me a little flat, but uh, overall, I think I still really enjoyed my time with it, and it's it's a weird feeling to have. Actually, uh, when I I went into the office and I like talked about it with Heather, who actually like you know is on record of saying that she like liked the game, but it's you know she, I think she said it was like beautifully messy or something like that, uh, a beautiful mess, which I thought was cool, um, which I agree with. But I think um, certain folks are way a little cooler on it than or a little warmer on it than I am. Um, wow, that's interesting. Yeah, so I, I, it kind of like the last time I saw you, you were like really going. Like, yeah. You were into it. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, I was. And then and then towards the end I just started to like roll my eyes more and I was kinda like looking at my watch here and there. Like yeah. um I think there was a point where I even like this also was totally on me, but there was a point where I like literally fell asleep and woke up <laughs> five minutes later and there was still the same conversation happening. I was oh, like, no. oh shit. So I like sat up and le- leaned forward. Um so like uh-huh. that kind of shit. But I don't know. I I'm curious to see what more people think about the game as they like kind of go through it and hopefully start wrapping things up on that game, but I still really do think it's it's a masterpiece in a lot of ways. I just think that it's it's a very um it's a very again, it's a very messy masterpiece where it's like do you nothing's wrong with it. Do you opinion. think it's like open for like sequels and stuff like where he can maybe ex- expand on like the world or does it wrap up in a way that's, that's like a good question. Um because it, I think that like with this game is kind of like he kind of set himself up for this. It's like mm. people wanted that like lore that Metal Gear has, right? Right. It has decades of lore tied to it, and all these convoluted storylines that people really get into. Sure. And I think this one just doesn't have any of that, and that can just like he's like, well, I want to tell this grand thing that like it's like commentary on whatever, uh, which Metal Gear did, but now he ha- doesn't have any of the stuff to set up. 
that so he's just like i'm just gonna do a metaphor game yeah yeah <laughs> like there's literally a part where uh fragile she 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 goes up to you and she's like i brought you a metaphor and oh, it's like God. some of the dialogue is like Whoa. um no I, I think it does kind of set itself up for a sequel though like there there's a part at the end that's kind of like again spoiler skip ahead mm-hmm. maybe a minute from now not really giving away much but um i'll let you choose for yourselves here um but i do think that there's there's a part where it's like yeah you know We've we're, we've given ourselves a chance, but you know, who knows if it'll work? And you know, we still have to work towards this goal. So, like, I could see some sort of sequel happening within Death Stranding. I, however, don't know if I want that. Yeah. I, I feel like I, I'm always conflicted with Kojima. Like, in a lot of ways, I think he's brilliant, right? Like, I, th- I think a lot of what he does is really cool and, and transformative, and really, um, it really changes things, you know. But um, I do still have so much problem so many problems with the way he writes and uh, just like over inflates things and mm. stuffs things, stuffs things where like they probably shouldn't belong. And I don't know. A lot of that is like, you have to really have a, like acquired taste for it. And I don't know. I think the older I get, the, the less tolerance I have for that kind of bullshit. Um, but is he, um, do you know if he's like received differently in Japan or in America? I don't know about that. Or in English I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure that might be the case. I mean, like, I, I, I'm sure some things probably get shuffled and lost in translation. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are literally even times where his quotes have been mistranslated or misinterpreted. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know, man. I, I mean, I, I sound like I'm pretty down on it, but I, I really I did. Eighty-five it. percent. It's pretty nice, good, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I really loved the eighty-five percent that I liked. So just let me fucking. Deliver shit. Just let me deliver shit. Yeah, like, I don't need to run around the battlefield and shoot people yeah. or, like, f- you know, face down this, you know, 80-foot behemoth, tall yeah. behemoth thing. Like, okay, here we are again. So you just want to make a Metal Gear fight. Yeah, pretty much. That's cool. And, like, you know, you're, you're getting, like, assault rifles and rocket launchers. You're like, okay, here we go. Um, <laughs> it's funny, too, because he, he says, like, I think one of his quotes that were misinterpreted was, like, you know, for American audiences, like, you know, who are more used to shooters and stuff. And that's, like, what I didn't want was, like, a shooter. I wanted something different. And uh, it kind of just, I don't know, it sort of, like, falls back into that thing. And I, I didn't love it, but whatever. Right. Um, I've also been spending the majority of my time, though, with uh, Stadia. Hey. I've, I've been putting more time into it. Um, shout out to Chris D, our... IT guy who I've already shouted out like four or five times by now, but he's he's really like he's the man. We have the best IT people in the world. I'm sorry, fight me. Um, but he helped me set up a private network in my office that helps me with Stadia stuff because mm-hmm. it, it doesn't really like enterprise um, networks, like I've mentioned before. Uh, so at work it works fine now, thankfully. But also at home it's always worked fine. So I brought the Chromecast home. I think I'm just gonna keep it here for now until they release like a Chromecast that has it that we can actually use it in the office, and then I might hopefully buy one for the office. But um, yeah, I've, I've been using it mostly here. Also, my partner has been playing Red Dead more than I've been nice. playing anything because she's actually really getting into it. But I've also spent a, a lot of time with three games in particular. Um, I'll start with the one I'm spending most the, most of my time with, which is Grid, um, hey. which is a uh, it's a racing game. It's like a it's, it's like halfway in between simulation and like a arcade racer. Yeah. Definitely more in the simulation side of things. Uh, it kind of feels like Forza, like not not Forza Horizon, but Forza Forza. Um, it even has the same, like, you know, on the track, it'll tell you like yellow, red, green. So it tells you when to break or slow down, which is which is super, super useful. And it's funny because like when I was 13 or 12, I was obsessed with um, Gran Turismo 3 on PS2. And uh, I would pour, I, I poured a hundred of hours into that game in the sense of like, learning um learning tracks also learning like parts of the cars like changing brake pads and transmissions and, Gear ratios and yeah shit. all that stuff <laughs> I, I spent so much time like hundreds and hundreds of hours into that yeah. thing when i was younger and i was also like super into cars when i was younger which is like a weird fun fact i guess if whoever's writing my wikipedia page um <laughs> but like uh but then i sort of just like fell off completely and i would dabble here and there with like a ridge racer more of the arcadey style racers because I like, I just found more simulation style racers to be a little more intimidating. I still, I still kind of do. Like, I don't know if I want to jump back into learning about, you know, different transmissions and exhausts and brake pads and and whatever, right? But like, um, this fits a nice little gap that I've been missing in my in my playlist of like racing game. Because I played Need for Speed Heat, which I actually also really enjoyed. Yeah. I only played it for an hour or two, but. Um, this so grid is made by Codemasters. It it's like the second or third game in the series. I think it's been out for a while, and um, 
Yeah, it, it's a. Uh, it's just like a. It, it takes you through different sort of racing styles. Circuits, yeah. yeah, circuits and styles. So you like, you know, one of them will be like muscle cars. Another one's like tuner cars. Then it'll be like F one racing cars. So, but like a lot of times, it, they'll be very similar tracks or the same exact tracks, and um, it just cuts out the middleman. It, it, it cuts out like the need to to you know qualify for licenses. You know, um, uh, modding out cars or whatever. So like, if you're really into that part, you're not gonna. You, you might miss it in, in grid, but for me, it just like, it literally just cuts right to the it's chase. Like, yeah, let me just drive, bro. Yeah, it's like, you know what? So like story mode, I don't know if you saw, I don't know, I don't know if I showed you, no. but it's like the, it's like a big screen and it has a bunch of like different circuits you can complete. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and they're all split up into different categories. So um, you just join one, you buy a car, you pick whichever one you want to race with, and then you can just, just jump right into the race. Like you can tune certain things in the menus. You can tune like the you know, uh, like fine details and how your car controls. But for the most part, it just, it just wants you to race. Like, it just like, Hey, jump into this race, play now, go boom. And I was like, I was also most, um, like, um, cynical or what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Like skeptical, skeptical. Thank you for, for grid on Stadia. Cause I was like, this is a racing game. And, and I tried it at our office before our it guy fixed our, our network. And it was like stuttery as so I was like, Oh, it doesn't really work so well, but I came home and played it here and it's running at 4K HDR. It like looks gorgeous, look, like pretty minimal load times. Extremely responsive. I haven't felt any uh, input delay at all, if I'm being honest. And um, it runs silky smooth, 60 frames. And uh, it's got me into the swing of things again, where like I first started off like not having played one of these games in a while, and I was like ramming into walls. <laughs> I was like destroying my car. There's a there's a nemesis system too in the game where like if you if you bun into cards too much. Um, they'll they'll get pissed off, and then when you get near them in a race, they'll like like slam into oh, you, or they'll try to spin you out. So yeah. like, it really encourages you to like pick your nemeses well, right? But also like follow the rules, like like chase the pack, like draft, and then when you see an opening, either on the outside or the inside, like you you take them, you 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 know you um you pass them or whatever. Yeah. So there's strategy. There's also like um certain circuits will have like you'll have a teammate. So you have a teammate in the pack who will like, you can, you can sort of like um, draft off off of them and then he'll give you a window to push past or he'll like block racers behind you. So it like, it becomes pretty, pretty intense. And there's also like a guy in your ear every once in a while being like, watch out. Like you got a turn coming up or like, all right, second lap. Like, let's stop chasing the pack. Let's move, let's move on ahead. And all right, last lap trying to push for like your best, you know, best spot. So it, it, it makes you, it, it kind of holds your hand in a way that is really cool. And I think I might wind up doing a video or writing about it because I've, I've been pouring so much time into it that like the 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 progression of getting better in one of these types of games is so rewarding because at first, like I said, I'm like ramming into walls. I'm, I'm like spinning out. I'm like crashing into cars. And now I'm like a legit racer where I'm like following the pack. I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm I'm nudging cars here and there just to like get them out of the way. But for the most part, learning how to mastered the car and like each car is different right. like f1 to like american muscle is so much different like the f1 will zoom around a corner whereas like on in a muscle car i gotta really like turn the wheel and like hit the e-brake and drift around a certain way and then hit the gas again at the right time so they're like there's there's a finesse happening with the controller too where like it feels like i'm playing an instrument where i'm like tapping the triggers i'm like you know flicking the sticks i'm hitting the a button or i'm like you know sometimes i was telling my partner it's a counterintuitive but when you're drifting in towards a wall it makes more sense to like steer towards the wall so that like so you can you know balance out the back of the car so there's so much stuff happening there's very minute detail like driven uh control stuff that it feels so rewarding when you like nail a turn when you nail a corner and you overtake the guy in first place or you're like you make it from ninth to third and you know two laps there's something so rewarding about that and it, and it feels so good especially when it's like so gorgeous and you're like there's a, a map in havana there's one in you know different parts of china and japan china. and <laughs> china uh there's the san francisco map there's so many beautiful maps and, and, and again in 4K HDR 60 looks frames, yeah. it looks so no, goddamn good. The game good. looks really pretty. It's so pretty, and I've been having a really good time with it. And um, I didn't expect this to happen. And I'm like, oh, it's also kind of making me want to maybe jump into a more simulations-heavy game now because I'm like, I've been itching to get Gran Turismo Sport after seeing a bunch of gifs on Twitter of how gorgeous that game looks too. And um, it's made me curious about that again. I'm like, wow, I, I didn't expect Grid on Stadia of, of all things to like get me back into racing stuff. But it's it's sort of like reignited that flame i had deep down that i forgot about where i'm like oh wow maybe i do care about brake pads but i think that it's like 
like you said, it, it kind of like hit that sweet spot. Like, yeah, that's kind of yeah. what we were talking about with like heat. Like, it's just not, it's not doing it. Yeah, it's too arcadey. Yeah, and too I, floaty. And I don't know if I want a story. You know, like sometimes I just want to yeah, race. I just want to race. I just right. want to like do the same circuit three times in a row to mm-hmm. like get it right. And like, there's something so rewarding about just the pure sport of racing that. um I think Grid just nails it. Mm-hmm. And it's actually one of my favorite games of the year. Like, I think it might fall in my top 10. It, it'll probably be like... It came the, out this year? Yeah, I think it came Holy out in October. Shit. Yeah, I, I didn't even realize this. But I, I, re, I really liked it so far. I'm really liking it so far. And I'm going to keep playing it until um, hopefully more people hop on the multiplayer. Because right now, every time I try to log on, it's oh, like yeah, Stadia, one right? other person on Stadia. <laughs> it's like, yo, you want to drag? You want to race, man? Race me for slips? <laughs> they would, you know, maybe they should, if there's a way to make uh, crossplay happen, please <laughs> make that happen. Which makes sense on a racer. Anyway, um, I've also been playing on Stadia. The other two games I've been playing are Tomb Raider, Shadow, uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, uh, which I have actually... Um, have had a decent time with it. Uh, I can see where you're coming from. I remember a couple of episodes ago, you were talking, or a few episodes ago, a handful of episodes ago, you're talking about um, some of the, some of like the weird stiffness in, in regards to like the way it handles certain things or like, you know, magically everyone in this hidden native village speaks perfect English. Yeah. And mm, this is weird. It's very it's weird. Like I've never seen a white person before, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. hello. Hello. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How do you do? That's kind of weird. Um, but it's Tomb Raider. It's like it's kind of what I was expecting, where it was like puzzle stuff. There's there some underwater parts where I hated. Oh um, my god, that's just you have to like hiding grass from piranhas. I'm like, oh my god, it's like that was yeah, that was a bitch. It's like two things I hate really bad. It's hiding water levels grass <laughs> and water levels. Where I was like, you know, like trying to get to the air pocket yeah. so before I would drown. So that stuff is kind of annoying. There's also like some shootout bits where like I don't love. That's not where I really. That's not why I really come I just to Tomb Raider. Explore some tombs. I just want to explore tombs and I want to like push a lever or, or pull a rock or whatever. And like, give me some cool puzzles. Give yeah. me some fucking grappling hook shit, and I'm, totally. I'm in. Yeah, let me climb some shit and feel cool some about the, it. Some of the stealth stuff I liked. Yeah, yeah, like when you're on the wall in the mud, yeah, yeah. or yeah, like when you're cool. in the trees and you can like you know hit hit, the, hit them with a rope arrow and then drag them up, whatever. Yeah. That's kind of cool because it makes you feel like a like predator or something. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, again, also in 4K HDR, the game is like that game has some mo- when you get to the main like te- city? city. Yeah, Oof. man, it's like Paititi or something. Yeah, yeah. It is. Uh, it's brutal, man. There's some times too where like in a cave, like a I don't know. The way like the, the the fire like it's just so it's a really beautiful game. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a really it really, really pretty game. Um, and then the last game, surprisingly enough, was it was free with the Stadia Pro account. It's Samurai Showdown um, for the hey. month of November, which I've been getting into. I've, I've I've actually really been liking it. And again, it's like me trying to learn a new fighting game. So I'm picking like one or two characters and trying to like learn memorize their their move set and like yeah. learn some combos. Learn some combos, and I'll, I'll probably just play it single player for now you know until like i don't know maybe i get good enough that i can start to like play it casually online i wonder so what's like uh the input like on these very uh i haven't noticed it interesting i haven't noticed it and I, actually what's interesting too is that like that's the thing i mean i i i think i i, I spent so much time beating up on stadia and i feel like in my opinion i think a lot of it is kind of deserved like i think it is a really impressive piece of technology when it works it's actually mind-blowing how well it works and um there's a lot happening behind the scenes that like i don't know about i don't know how that works exactly (laughs) but um magic it's really magical and i i saw the um digital foundry breakdown and there was some pretty cool stuff in there about like how how they're like you know they tested like input latency in really really cool ways and yeah for me it's like the more i guess i play with it the less i notice it and i wonder if it's me just maybe my brain's compensating or like maybe they're just tweaking things on their end. But, um, yeah, I mean the ability the other day, uh, on Saturday morning, I just like, just to try it, I like hopped in bed and I, you know, played Tomb Raider on my phone and it worked totally fine. That's so cool. And it looked really good. And I was like, this is pretty fucking cool. You know, I'm also looking forward to, so like my brother again, who works at Google, uh, God bless his soul. Um, <laughs> He, uh, you know, I was talking to him about it too, and, and we, we've been sort of like, you know. Does he have one? Discuss- yeah, he has one also. Nice. So I'm, I'm actually excited to go home, because like, he's the one of the two people I know that has Stadia. And I'm excited to go home and like with our Stadia controllers at least, like throw up, fire up a match of Samurai Showdown on the TV, or like Mortal Kombat, which I also have, or one of the other multiplayer games I could probably play. Uh, maybe even like Gritters. I don't know if Grid has split screen or whatever, but 
um, even just Samurai Showdown and just try that out because I'm curious to see if there's any like weird stuff happening there. Also, like my parents have really good internet too because my my dad and my mom are are you know that's where I get it from. Yeah, We're like big geeks heads. here yeah. and super tech heads. <laughs> so like you know, um, excited to go home and try because like with the Switch it was one thing where it was like oh cool I can go home I can bring my games home. Then you know I can play. Dock them. Yeah, I can I dock have, it. I have to dock them. Yeah, should I bring the dock? Should I leave it at home? But with this yeah. thing, it's pretty cool. Where like, I mean, granted, I still have to bring the yeah the Chromecast. Chromecast but... Yeah, um, but it is kind of cool that like I, I will have 4K HDR games on their TV, and they have like a monster 65 inch TV, um, like 4K Dolby Vision, all that shit. And um, again, that's where I get it from. <laughs> and uh, so like. I'm excited to try that out, you know, like having Tomb Raider, not have, not having to worry about like, oh, did I back up the save on the cloud or oh, like, right, right, do, right. you know, did I bring my, did I bring my switch charger or whatever? It's, like, it is so bizarre. Like I saw you turn it on before and it was just like, all right, grid. It was yeah. just like, just ready. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. That is, that's something I'm still getting used <laughs> that's to. so jarring. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? When it fucking worked, it's cool. But right now I can't, again, I can't recommend it to people because it's like, right. you know, the Unless entry, you have a lot of money. A high. Yeah. yeah, the bar of entry is a little too high right now. And it's also like the features are still bare bones where like it's still missing some things where I wish it did have. And uh, I mean, one thing right now I, re- I literally wish I had was the family pass because I really need to get my partner her own freaking account so she can play Red Dead on her own. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I think if you're like, it's weird because I, I saw some some chat in the Discord this past week and even some from my brother. Uh, shout out to my brother, though, for real. We, we also had a good time when seeing, uh, we saw Yasin Bey on Thursday night, which nice. is a lot of fun. Um, my first time ever seeing Most Def in concert, but super off off tangent. Um, yeah, I uh, I know some people in the Discord were, like, frustrated because they were like, I don't know if I, like, this sounds like you're, you know, you're kind of half into it and half not. And that the truth is, I'm kind, I kind of am. Right. Like, when it works, it's like, oh, I can see this being the future where I don't have to worry about I think that's the, shit. the, the most common take I've been seeing. It's like, <coughs> yeah, when you see like the, 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 like what it can be when it, when you get the glimpses of that, which are not, uh, not uncommon on sure. this thing, right? You can see it. It's like, oh, that's a future that's fucking dope. And yeah. I think a lot of people will be into it. Um, just right now, it's just not it. No. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I mean, one last example this past i took friday off i had a personal day on friday and i was home and i was like you know what i haven't played vr in a minute let me like let me hop into something in vr like i have a couple games i haven't touched yet and you know i plug in my headset and it's like all right your thing needs a firmware update all right cool so i download the firmware update and it's like oh nvidia is like you need to install new drivers nice it's like all right so i install new drivers and it took me 30 35 minutes before i could like press play on anything and that was an, another thing that I haven't really considered was like what what kind of application can be made um not application in the sense of like app like a phone mm-hmm. your app or whatever or maybe it is but um how is there a future where you know I can stream VR games in full fidelity through Stadia mm. so like I'm getting the best quality shit um without the need to you know, run it through my PC, uh, which I think is like, I think this is starting to happen at the right time for me, especially as someone who like made a PC, what, two years ago at this point, over two years ago. And, um, you know, has, had just moved recently. I, I just traded in a few consoles that I would, that were just sitting there collecting dust, a bunch of cases of games that I haven't touched in forever. And like, again, I, I can see myself really loving Stadia to a degree. Um, but, yeah, it's still too early. It's just too early. Still too early. Not, we're not quite there yet. Yeah. So I think if you're bored and you have the money, go for it. Cool. Also, be my friend on Stadia. Anyway, <laughs> um, jumping into the news this week. Speaking of VR shit, uh, Half Life Alex was announced uh, the other day oh by Valve themselves. They this came down from cool. Mount Olympus and were like, "Hey, we got a new game. It's VR, by the way. It's a prequel, I think, to Half Life Two, or um, I forget which one. That makes sense. Um, so it's not really the sequel everyone's been, everyone's been waiting for, especially that that cliffhanger ass ending of half-life episode two it was episode two half-life blah, two episode blah, blah, two blah, mr freeman <laughs> <laughs> yes and we got a chance to see him too uh the the g-man, yeah, in, g-man. in the trailer um I, I haven't seen i've only seen the launch trailer for it i, I haven't read I haven't read anything too much about it just yet um 
but how do you feel about and it's it's also like coming out on the, the their own proprietary VR headset. I don't know. I, I haven't read if there was support for like my Oculus. There has to there be. has to be right. There has to be unless they're like yeah no you we're gonna keep this shit. Because I saw that that uh, that tweet shout to Roman he put up of like me doing the math. It's yeah. like that video that like, that yeah, Will Smith that, crying. That cry. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. It's like that's so true. Yeah. I mean I'm I'm into it. Like I I like the world of Half Life and this shit just looks really cool. Yeah. Like it looks good and like. Over the last few years, <clears throat> since we've been doing the show, I've become a believer in, in VR. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Like, I remember I used to be the biggest VR hater until I actually tried a good set. Yeah. And it was like, wow. With like the room scale and everything? Yeah. yeah, yeah it yeah, was yeah. like, oh, see, this is what I, this is what I want. Yeah. It, it's kind of like the thing with Stadia. It's like, it's like until you actually get your really like, when you see the goodness of it, yeah. then you'll be like, all right. Yeah. And, know, and spread it, the word. It's It's like... You can get a, the demo of it, and you're like, "Wow, that's cool!" But like, it's only until like in Stadia's case, for example, and I'll get back to Half Life yeah. in a second. But it's only until you appreciate the small moments of being able to be like, like I tell my partner, "Hey, do you mind if I hop on the TV? I want to finish up Death Stranding." And then we press a button, and she's like, "Oh, my computer here." That's cool, man. That's like, where it's at. That, it's like I mean, right now she's literally playing on her laptop in our bedroom, Red Dead Two on her <laughs> MacBook Pro. Yeah. Like, that's, that's fucking cool, man. Yeah, and that's the thing, I think, you know, give it a year, give yeah. it maybe two years. Yeah. There's, like, I think more people are going to be like, all right, yeah, I want, I want to do this mm-hmm. because it's just easier. Right. I think, um, you know, making things easier for people is always going to be the better thing. Right. Yeah, and, and the other thing, too, is, like, if you have, if you live in places where the internet's still not great, like... You still have options. Like, you, yeah. like the, I don't think. I mean, we have the next generation of consoles right around the corner. Yeah. Um, we have, you know, there, there are so many options right now that you don't necessarily like need Stadia right no, now. No, no, it's, no. It's such a luxury. Oh, absolutely. Um, but until they until they release that fucking thousand, you know, if they, when they release like the thousand player Battlefield game, then I'm gonna be like, mm, yeah, 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 yeah. That's tough. But uh, back to Half Life, Alex. Um, I'm excited for it. The the, the launch trailer looks incredible. Yeah. Um, I mean. I'm also a recent, I mean, I've believed in VR for a while, but I'm a new owner to a VR headset for a few months now. And I'm excited for more shit to come my way of like, give me these VR experiences because there are plenty out right now, but um, they're they're still a little few and far between in my opinion. Like they're still like the the staple ones you got to play, but I want like a, I want, you know, after having played um, Lost Echo, I really want more like, you know, full campaigns where like because I, I, I thankfully i don't have the queasy th- thing that happens to me so i can actually be in there for oh, hours dope, um and yeah i'm a believer man like when it's when it's small minute things and i pull off my headset and i forget that i was like oh shit i'm, I'm here that still happens where it's like um even just like logging in sometimes like just throwing it on and then like picking a game like it feels like the fucking future it yeah. feels like the things that like i was hoping for as a kid and I'm, now i just do it very casually on my own where i'm like uh, you know what? Maybe I'll check this thing out real quick for a few minutes and and, and jump into VR. But it's really really cool. I'm into it. Yeah, and then um, our second and last story of the week: uh, Game Awards having some a little bit of controversy, especially surrounding uh, Death Stranding. So I'm taking this from Kotaku, actually. Uh, basically, uh, this specifically revolves around Death Stranding being um, nominated for I think nine awards at, at the Game Awards, including Game of the I think Game of the Year. Some and dog, some collusion going on. Right? <laughs> a little bit of collusion. Yeah. So, <laughs> so the way the way they say that they're that you know Jeff Keighley claims he's not he's not um, he's not involved in the actual nominations. It's it's like a, you know a board of Jeff uh, different out gaming outlets yeah. and and people within the industry. So, um, but it's still like it's still a little sus, right? Because like y'all are homies. Yeah, and he you're also in the game. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's in the game. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, look, man, I'm not accepting my own award yeah. or anything like and that. And also, like, you know, he he the pre at a previous game awards, he was like, he did the thing where he was like, you know, Kojima can't be here because Konami banned him from coming. So, yeah, like, I mean, yeah, obviously, love. like, real tight. Yeah, yeah, like I that, totally get that, that nepotism shit. But yeah, it's got it's raised some questions, and I mean, it, there's a whole Kotaku article about it, which I highly recommend uh, checking. Do you out, think but. it will clean up? How, do you care about the game awards or no? no? Um, I, most award shows I don't give a shit about. Yeah. Um, I do. I do like when like they do like the indie stuff and like seeing those games get shout out. Like, 
Yeah. What was that one that um Celeste. Celeste. Like when that one, like that was a cool fucking yeah. moment. Like I like shit like that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I don't really give a shit about that. That's how I feel about even like the Oscars too, where I'm like, oh, all right, Moonlight one, that's dope. Okay, yeah, cool, yeah, cool, yeah. cool, 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 cool. But then it's like, you know, I forgot what won last year. Uh fucking chocolate or some shit. Green, isn't it Green Book? <laughs> Did it win? Green Book was I didn't I would never watch that movie, but I heard it's bad. I forgot what one last I've year. only seen the Deezus Amero version. <laughs> That's all you need to see. No, you, all, yeah. You've seen it. You've seen yeah. it. <laughs> um, yeah, no, so I don't know. I, I like Game Awards. Uh, it, the other thing, the other interesting thing too is that like half of the show is basically uh, E3, right? Where it's just promotional material. Mm-hmm. So it's like they're all, there is a, there's a couple of lines there where you're like, hmm, this is a little sus, you know, like Sekiro, like, like for example, I'm not saying this is an actual thing, but like let's say Sekiro's, you know, nominated for something and then there's like three FromSoft commercials. You're like, Wait a second. Uh, yeah, and I'm sure, like, I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's weird, fucking weird. Weird, it's weird, weird shit. And it's like, damn, I can't prove any of it. Right, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> okay. it's, it's, it's Unless bizarre. Unless you can, yeah. Yeah, it's super bizarre. But, um... Uh, yeah, don't, I mean, whatever. Who cares? Yeah, seriously. Um, all right, cool. Jumping into questions for the week. If you have any questions for us, please feel free to send an email to us directly at questions at the-optional.com, or you can drop them into our Discord's questions channel, or again, cowards, Yo. record us a voice message voice in messages. the Anchor app on your phone. Please, just go to our profile and hit <laughs> Please. something. This is a button there somewhere. Um, all right, so uh, we got a question from Bo. Shout out to Bo, man. Shout out to Bo. Shout out to Texas. Word. This is a great question. Um, how do you feel about brand shilling in video games? Mm. For example, Final Fantasy thirteen. Uh, lightning carrying Prada bags, a cup noodle, a ramen in Final Fantasy fifteen. And of course, uh, Monster and Ride with Nomaritas in Death Stranding. <laughs> I personally feel that it is completely immersion breaking, but it's also hilarious how blatant the ads are. And Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a, this is a great question. Um, I would say, uh, in terms of like brand shelling stuff, yeah, I don't really mind too much. Um, I I understand the hustle. Like I, I know you gotta like get the money where you can, and you know get some funding yeah. where you Video can. Video games ain't cheap. Nah, man. Um, it's, I, I do, like you said, like, uh, like Bo said, I, I feel that it is hilarious when they're just so blatant, yeah. especially like the ride thing. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, we're just getting ridiculous with it. Yeah. He's pooping right like, now. Yeah. 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 Let, let's like, you know, we're all in on it. Like right. we know that this is the thing. I don't have to show you the fucking Mercedes Benz. Yeah, yeah. Like I was watching recently, I was watching Matrix Reloaded. Oh shit. I forgot my heater was on. Hold on. Let me turn this off. Keep going. Uh, I was watching <laughs> Matrix Reloaded. And, yo, the amount of Cadillac fucking... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot how much Cadillac is all over that movie. But it's just like, yeah. I'd rather you just put up a sign... It's gonna it's gonna shut off eventually. No, it's fine. Um, I'd rather them just put up a sign and just be like, yo, we're Cadillacing it out. <laughs> like, you know, like, let's just have the main character, you know, say it. Yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Just make it goofy. Yeah. Fuck it. Or like, yeah, he's like, especially in video games. Like, I I really don't care. I don't give a me. shit. Yeah, yeah. I, actually, um, I kind of enjoy it when it's in something like Grid, for example, mm-hmm. where it's like, there's like sure, like like the audio brand, like sure, like advertisements everywhere. The cars have like, you know, um, like even clothing brands like Illist on it, or or like they'll have Sunico, like you know, like shit like that. Yeah. I actually kind of enjoy it because it's like, oh, it feels accurate. I, I don't, and you know, I, I don't want the the gta approach of like oh it's all fake brands yeah. you know like these are just like the sonico equivalent um so i don't know i kind of enjoy it i think if it's blatant yeah it can also be fun like with death stranding it's like oh wow really he has a canteen of monster energy drink <laughs> like all right fine fuck it I, yeah. I'll, I'll buy it okay um yes yeah, so i don't know i'm, I'm pretty torn but I, I actually don't mind and i kind of like like uh like you said about the prada stuff like i thought that was kind of cool to like you know people are buying this handbag and they don't know why there's a a anime girl <laughs> yeah, holding yeah. it like who is this girl yeah who is this girl like why is she <laughs> anime girl <laughs> yeah that's weird it's like what anime is I that kind of like want... from final fantasy is a game i would want more of that though i would want more of like like let's get let you know put some fucking uh i don't know some get some brands in splatoon you know like yeah. why not like they're basically already there it's like knock off yeezys and fucking supreme and that how do you feel about like you know uh, this is kind of like similar topic, but like video games becoming like a brand, like you know, like anime. You know, they've made shoes, and Michael B. Jordan just did that thing, oh, yeah, which yeah. was trash. Yeah, the Naruto thing. He's yeah. like, I like anime, Naruto. <laughs> which is, I'm not hating on him. It's just like, 
<laughs> oh, it was so like, ugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't yeah. even creative. He was like, here's some cargo pants. Yeah, Holy yeah, was... cargo pants. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, do you do like that stuff? Like when they bring the anime and the video games into the real world? Yeah, I don't mind. I think, um, I think at the end of the day, when you're like upfront about it, upfront about the yeah. consumerist bullshit, I'm like, all right. Yeah. Like, fair, fair sure. enough. Well, I got it. Let's mix these two uh, demographics. Yeah, like whenever there's a cool sneaker collaboration, I'm like, Fuck yeah, cool, why not? Yeah. Yeah. I, I want these One Piece I these ones. Godzilla sneakers. Yeah. Fuck, who cares? <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, cool. Jumping into Feeling It for the Week. Feeling It is where we take one thing that we absolutely love from the past week that we've stumbled across that we think is worth sharing. Uh, I got one, and it's been mine. I got one. Uh, it's been mine for a while now, but um, it's an ongoing love. And I just recently renewed my um, Crunchyroll. Wow, you did it. Yeah, because anime is good. Anime is good. Anime is good. The, the some, of is, yeah, <laughs> some of it's bullshit, but yeah. anime that like the one I like the shonen stuff, uh, like you know the the swordy swordy slice slice shooty shooty punch hero. punch. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, give me all that shit. Like you know, I'm hanging out with my friends. This is my Nindo way. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, I've been watching a ton, like kind of nonstop uh, One Piece. That's crazy, and it's so good. Like seven hundred episodes or something like that. Nine hundred. Woo! It might be close to a thousand right now, yeah, but um, yeah, I'm in, I'm in the late six hundreds right now. But damn. um, in the beginning of the six hundreds is when um, it became like a modern anime. Um, they have like a time jump. Oh, okay. Within the anime, so before that, I mean, this game, this this anime is like twenty years old. So you know, before that, it was like very old school looking, very old school tropes and mm. stuff like that. Um. And then they get to a point where they're like, yo, we got new equipment. <laughs> we got a new computer. <laughs> yeah, <bro. laughs> right. So let's take a, a year or two off and let's come back. I don't know how it wasn't like real time. Like, I don't mm. I don't remember that moment because I wasn't there. Um, but, you know, it got to a point where it's like the anime is on 100 right now. Wow. I love it. I, I fucking love this anime so bad. Um, but it's like, basically, if you don't know One Piece, it's about pirates. Pirates are good. The Navy's bad. Mm-hmm. And it's it's comp it's more complicated than that but that's the whole uh point of it and you follow these pir- pirates around uh and they're stupid and they have powers <laughs> they're stupid yeah they're all just like dumb silly powers like one guy he has a stretchy arm power like he, he ate a fruit <laughs> there's these things called devil fruits in this world okay and if you eat them each devil fruit is in like very unique and there's only one of them and if you eat them you get a power so they can be anything from your body can stretch into rubber or you can shoot fire from your fist, or you can turn into a cloud of poison, okay. right? Uh, and many people, like many pirates have it, the Navy generals have it, and they just fight each other, and it's glorious. And they hmm. pull from like real world stuff, so like there's a pirate called Blackbeard, oh, and, and there's a pirate called Whitebeard, and like there's just like this hmm. conflict going around, and it's, it's very convoluted, but it's really funny. Like even one episode, which is fucking wild, I watched a while ago, but... Uh, Luffy is the main character. He's the rubber man, and he he like landed on an island full of nothing but women, and they'd never seen a man before. And uh, he was like passed out, and they were like, "Oh, what is this thing?" And they're like pulling on his stretchy dick, <laughs> oh my like God. legit, just pulling what? on his rubber dick. <laughs> and it's um, I was crying like, "What wow. the fuck is happening?" Huh. They're like, "It's not, you know, I can't remove it." It's, <laughs> wild and he's like dead like he was like literally passed out wow and they were just pulling on his stretchy dick and it was like (laughs) (laughs) i was like yo this is this is this is the shit i need in my life yeah yeah it's fucking stupid shit like that all the time and like i I like the silly animes that do i don't know they give you a glimpse into um the linguistics of japanese Mm. and like, like they'll have a character um and his name is like say cavendish right and the main character misheard it as cabbage. So now he's just calling him cabbage. And it's just like really stupid shit like that. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't get it, but it made me laugh so hard. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, man. So he's calling this guy cabbage the whole time. <laughs> and it's just like, he's not cabbage. That's fucking weird. I love good. that shit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And you know, like, I mean, you know, it's just interesting to see that, that uh, 
I don't know that 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 part of like Japanese culture, like, sure, what sure. they find hilarious, yeah. is not necessarily what we find hilarious, but it's still funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it still translates. Yeah, it still yeah. translates. But One Piece is very good. Hmm. It's very stupid, but it's 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 hard to get into. I can you know it's a lot of episodes. Yeah, someone told me to get into it a little while ago, and I was like, mm. and it's not a lot of filler, so you're not skipping a lot, which is harder. Like, oh, animes that have a lot of filler are easier because you can just like skip. You know, forty episodes. It's actually I'm in the process of trying to watch the Clone Wars animated series. Ooh, that's my jam. <laughs> I watched all of it. Yeah, so I'm watching it now, and it's I, a little rough. I know that there's like a list out there that has like the, sh- the ones you can skip, and I might need to look at that list. No, no, no. Watch uh, all the stupid watch ones. all of them. All of the stupid ones because mm-hmm. they have some stupid, really good, stupid ones. All right, I'll, because I'll they have some stuff that like you know you might pick up from the game, like you know how uh, they go to the world where they get the Kaiba crystals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a Clone Wars episode where they go, and they have little fucking Padawans go there, and there's a Wookiee fucking Jedi. What? There's a Greedo person Jedi. What? Yeah. And then you get stupid stuff like Darth Maul comes back, and he has robot legs, and that's fun. You know what? Canon. (laughs) Canon. It's Um, canon. Yeah. I mean, it's like legend. That's what they called it now. Oh, now that's what they call it? Yeah. It's trash. Um... Yeah, so actually, on the anime tip, real quick, I just picked up um, Iron Blooded Orphans again. Interesting. I'm jumping right back into it. Yeah. Because I, I remember everything. I'm just going to jump right back in. Yeah. So far, pretty good. It, it was a good thing. It was just hard to talk about. Yeah, it's hard to talk yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> Especially like on a regular basis. Yeah. Um, mine is something that was like, I, I've known about this channel for a while. So it's um, Troy Baker and the guy who, what's the name of the guy who plays uh, Nathan Drake? Oh, man. He's like the guy in every, Nolan North. James Dolan. <laughs> James Dolan <laughs> and uh, Troy Baker. They have a channel called Retro Replay where they just like, they just play old games and they're so on a the couch. playing their games? So now they're playing their games. Oh, okay. So yeah, they, they have like an Uncharted playthrough, which I thought was really funny because it's like Nolan North playing himself yeah. and stuff. So it's pretty funny. Um, it's also like... Part of the appeal is to just, he's like not great at games. So like he's, you know, they put it on easy and he's like missing shots and, you know, you have to have some patience for that kind of stuff. But it, it's pretty funny because the, the chemistry between the two of them are really like solid because they, they seem to be really like close friends. Yeah. Um, they also like jump into characters sometimes or they'll, or they'll just make funny voices. So like they're, they're actors, like they're like actors, actors, like they really take a lot of pride and, and mm-hmm. um, you know, passion in their, in their, their craft and that, that happens to be acting. But this last, the, the latest episode, um, they did. They're starting a Last of Us playlist uh, playthrough, and um, it's Troy Baker and Nolan North. And then the guest in the first episode, which is pretty obvious, is the actor who plays um, Troy Baker's character's daughter in the opening of The Last of Us. Ooh. And Nolan North hasn't played the game, so he doesn't know what happens. Oh, shit. So, so they play it out, and I won't say any more, but. Uh, it's it's fun also because you're getting like a peek behind the scenes so they'll talk about like the process of how they you know how they acted yeah. these scenes out and they'll talk about oh that actor is actually really great because he also plays this other actor or they'll walk past an NPC and they'll be like oh that was me like I just put on an accent so it's really cool like it's it's like director's commentary for these games from the actor's perspective at least and, and they'll, share, they'll share stories about like yeah I remember like Neil Druckmann on this day gave me this kind of direction and it really you know impacted me in this way so it's really fun to watch from that from that point of view um, but this episode in particular, even if you watch like the first half of it, it's such a really cool thing to watch. And it also like definitely got me emotional again, especially if you, ha- if you haven't played last of us and you, you know, maybe you never will like maybe watch that yeah, intro watch a playthrough. just to get a sense of like what, um, again, why very frustrating to play. Yeah. The, 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 the parts of like the parts that are the actual game, I don't miss, but right. the, story the story is, is incredible. Yeah, very good. Um, so yeah, check it out sometimes called retro replay. It's on YouTube. Um, highly recommend it. Um, yeah, so before we wrap up the show, um, I just wanted to like kind of end, unfortunately, on some really tragic news. Uh, local NYC and developer Jose Sombrano, he passed away um, this last week, yeah. unfortunately. Um, I had met him last year, I believe, at Play NYC, and he seemed like such a really great person. I, I, we were talking about potentially trying to figure some something to do together in terms of like a video project or some sort of write up or something. Um, but uh, He's no longer with us, and he was a huge part of the NYC gaming community. Um, if you've kind of any, taken any uh, note of one or two of my tweets that I put up in the past week or so, but um, just wanted to say, like, 
you know, our thoughts are with the family. Yeah, absolutely. And and the community at large, like we, this is such a huge loss and it really is such a tragic thing to happen. Um, especially like, you know, in this scene and, and for someone who, who seemed to to be such a like beacon of light, you know what I mean? Um, and I know that his impact will certainly, you know, it's definitely his, has been made and he'll, his, you know, whatever he's taught and his legacy will definitely live on with the community and and with the people that he's, you know, that he's impacted and of course his family and friends. So we just wanted to say, um, you know, rest in peace. We're super, super, you know, our condolences are with, with everyone. And if I'm going to actually drop a link, uh, if you happen to, you know, you know, if you, if you can, no, no, no pressure, uh, just donate to the, um, the GoFundMe to raise some funds for, for his family and stuff. That would be really appreciated. I'm dropping in, in the show links. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to shout him out real quick because you know we lost a legend and feel really, 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 you know, really, really sad about that. Yeah, it definitely hits hard. Um, but you said it, man. Like you know, rest in peace and uh, shout out to his family and, and friends and stuff. Word, word. Um, all right, cool. So uh, that about does it for this week. Um, before we wrap up the, the show, how can people find you online? Uh, at Cappy Can't Lose. C A P I C A N T L O S E. How about you? Man? Um, I'm at Pauli Mayo. That's P-O-L-I-M as in Mario, A-Y-O. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, go follow me on both. And, you know, say hi sometime. I'll, I'll say hi back. Uh, thank you so much for listening this week. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, please send them to questions at the-optional.com. We would love to hear from you. Please make sure to subscribe as well. We're on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Anchor, and Spotify. If you could take a minute to rate and review the show on iTunes, that would really, really help us out. Please, please do. Five, five stars and however many words you want. If you like the show and want to help keep it going, please check out our Anchor profile at anchor.fm slash the optional podcast where you can help us keep these lights on by donating as low as a dollar a month. That's a cool feature. Goes such a long way. We don't really, and we have one sponsor, but it doesn't really go that far. But um, our homepage is theoptionalpodcast.com. That's where you can find the show and share it with your friends. As always, we're on Twitter as well at The Optional NYC. Our show's music is by the one and only Levi Pack. You can find them on Twitter at underscore L-E-V-I-P-A-C-K. So until next time, everyone... Peace. Peace.